This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Today, we're going to talk about our trip to the Women's Expo in Phoenix. You missed it, Tommy. We missed you this weekend. Did you? Do you know what I learned? Lesson of the weekend of traveling with the toddler. Is that you need me there to carry everything? No, never leave the house without a pocket full of balloons. Pocket full of balloons. It's a good name for a book. (laughs) Can't wait to tell you how inopportune the outbursts of your son was. My son. He's our son. When he misbehaves, he's He's just mine. I got you. That's probably in chapter three in the Persian parenting book. Blame game. When the kid is bad, he's yours. Welcome back to a freaking exciting episode of Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ because why, baby? I don't know. Why? Well, because I cannot wait to tell you what happened this weekend. Oh, Jesus. And let's start from the very beginning where I just got done doing Jeff Lewis Live on Sirius XM Radio Andy. Yeah, they're having you do that a lot lately. But it's also their gain. You're awesome on it. It's perfect for you. It's right in your wheelhouse. Thank you. I come home. The car is packed. Like, I never have been this prepared because the suitcases for both Shams and me were zipped up, toiletries and everything, and ready to go. You could have put my suitcase in the car the night before. That's how ready I was. No, you were ready. You were ready to go. And that is also very, very, very not like you. It might be the first time. It might be the first time in your life. It is definitely the first time that I'm, you know, improving because life is about getting better as we go, right? You already had a busy morning planned already. So you had to get all that done the night before. That's right. So it it was fortuitous that you actually had the opportunity to be on the show that morning. Exactly. Because otherwise it would have never worked. Right. Because I knew the second we got back from Jeff Lewis... I needed to head to the airport. Otherwise, there wouldn't have been any time for me to go in my suitcase and be like, oh, my God, what do I need to take? Uh -uh." And it was because of your uh, alertness and being ready that I was able to throw a grenade into the whole operation, which kind of blew everything up. If, If you didn't have everything in place, it really could have been a huge fuck up. But because you did, it was rather seamless. I had the dentist that day, and anybody that knows me, I do not like the dentist. Big pussy. I do not like the dentist. Like every dental appointment in my mind is like Marathon Man with you know Dustin Hoffman and Lawrence Olivier, where the guy just goes to town on him. That was like his method of torture. He was a dentist. He was an evil dentist. Like anytime I have a dentist appointment, I don't even want to know what's coming because if you tell me what's coming, I might not come. It's called um, anticipatory fear. Yeah. So like I needed to, I got to get an implant put in and it's just a lot of work. They got to actually put bone into my jaw and Ugh. it's just been a whole nightmare. And I didn't know that that day was a pretty big part of what was going down. I just said I had a dentist beforehand. You could be going to the dentist and they'll be like, oh, this time we're just going to use water irrigation and then you're done. Yeah, no, the, like the time we're, we're just putting your crown on, you know what I mean? Something like that. It's not that big. 
idea. It didn't even occur to me that what I was having that day was actually pretty major surgery. I was there for like two and a half hours uh, and I was leaving and I'm like, all right, so now I got to go get on the plane. I, I don't even remember how it came up. And he was like, you can't get on a plane. <laughs> you can't fly. <laughs> the God. air cabin pressure will make that pop. What we just did. I'm like, oh, oh fuck. Oh you know God. what I'm saying? And I'm like, oh, she's going to be really, really pissed. So I, <laughs> I like, I, my first reaction was to tell her. And you could tell the she was real bent out of shape. She wanted to come, like, basically throw the dental hygienist in a headlock. And, <laughs> I did. But, you know, again, to her credit, because she took care of everything the night before, it went rather seamless. Because if I had any responsibilities or we had to do anything, it would have been fucked. But because of what she did, it wasn't. They were actually able to get out. I was going to drive and meet them, but, you know, on, like they gave me a lot of medication. It just There was a brief conversation before the dentist appointment that I asked you, I go, Well, no, you, you bounced to post- Jeff Lewis. I tried to cancel. So the first thing I did was try to cancel and postpone it because it was, it was going to be like a dollar amount. You know, it was like 150 bucks if you canceled the appointment. I was going to bite the bullet. I wish you would have done it. And no, she's like, you can't get, forget the money. You can't cancel. With the timing of what you're doing, like the procedure... If I waited any more time, the graph could have like grew over the, the, the skin or like she was like, you can't. The well, timing it has to be done today. she also only comes in once every two months. No, but it wasn't her. It wasn't her that I talked to. It was the lady that answers the phones. She was like, oh, yeah, okay, no problem. And then like someone was like, no, he can't cancel because the work I had already had done, it was all timing. Like I needed to have it done that day or within the two or three days of that time. And we were going out of town. So she was like, no, it's got to be today. Otherwise, what we did, we're going to have to reopen. I'm like, reopen? There's no shot. I'm going back in. Any roads, so I had to keep the appointment, but I didn't mention anything about flying because I like went on that initial call. Otherwise, she could have told me then. So I get back from Jeff Lewis, and then I say, "Where is Tommy? Should have been back by now." He said it was going to be an hour. Now it's definitely almost three hours. The phone rings, and I hear Tommy uncomfortable, and he says to me, "Babe, I can't fly." Yeah, I just walked out. I just walked out. I, I, like I, I was in pain, dude. My jaw, my everything was swollen. You know what I mean? And the guy's like, "You can't fly." Like, what the fuck? And then I'm like, in comprehending this, I don't understand what's going on. I'm like, "What?" I'm in shock. I go, "What do you? What do you?" Well, she had you, just gone you? to the dentist the week before. Like she had, she she could fly when she left. Like, yo, what can you go? What can you fly? You went to the dentist. Listen, right? my dentist tells me you have to come back within two weeks. I'm like, yeah. I've heard that scam before. I'll come back whenever I damn well, please. And their family. Yes. <laughs> and she knows. Yeah, yeah. I love my dentist. Shout out to Dr. Bobak Manish in Encino for anyone who wants the gentle touch and an incredible dentist. And the whole operation is amazing. So anyway, you go, I can't fly. Otherwise, my mouth will explode. And I go... <sighs> I'm going to hang up now. First, you started yelling at me. I was like, yo, uh, not the time. There was a silence. This this is not the time to start yelling at me. Uh, Like, I was in excruciating pain, man. It was like that Eddie Murphy silence when he talks about, like, how his mama, when she wanted to get the shoe, and when when your mom gets really quiet, you know, that you're really going to get it. 
that was the silence. I was like, yeah, and I, I hung click. up on it. I we, hung we up hung, on it. I said, I'm going to hang up. And then you hung up on me. I hung up on it. And then I was livid beside myself so mad. Like, why is my husband so uh, neglectful of his mouth? Why did this all have to happen? I've been nothing but talking about how excited I am to go I was on this used weekend. Too. I was excited too, man. Especially that trip. That's a good trip. It's in Arizona. It's an hour. It's nothing brutal. Especially with the little guy, like New York is hit or miss. A couple of times we went, he's been a dream. So knock on wood, he's always a dream. But there's been other stuff, you know, other times where we've gone places, not necessarily getting on a plane where he's not a dream. And uh, has if he's to not, do with the napping too. Yeah, and if he's not a dream, which it sounds like he wasn't a dream for you, uh, it could be brutal. It honestly wasn't his fault. But let me tell you what happened next. Now I'm sitting here in the house alone, scared that you, Tommy, are not going to allow me to take Shams because after all, it is a business trip and it was only going to be pleasure if me and you and Shams were going and narrowed. Now I'm sitting in the house thinking to myself, well, if Tommy's not coming, does that mean that Shams can't come? Because then my whole aunt and uncle and my cousin and their three children and her husband, they were all planned and prepared and they've cooked and they're waiting for us to come in land touch ground in phoenix and we're gonna have dinner in their home and it was gonna be amazing and my uncle hasn't met that's my dad's favorite brother who hasn't met shams yet and shams reminds me of my amu mahmoud as well so like and i'm thinking about the three cousins that he's gonna be playing with all these things flushed you know past me and i just envisioned tommy coming home and saying there's no way you're going to go with Shams because you're going to have your hands full with the expo and it's a business trip and you're just going to have to, there's no way. I thought you were going to say there's no way. No, I, well, one, I couldn't say much. You know, I was, <laughs> I felt like I got kicked in the face by a fucking donkey. Um, so Aww, I couldn't say I'm much. sorry, babe. I really am sorry um, that you had to go through so much and still are in a little pain. Yeah. And, um, you had no road and you were going to cut, like I you sure were going did. to a lot of family. So I didn't, I, I didn't really think of it as, as being a big deal once you got there. So as far as getting there, we're talking about an hour and a half. That wasn't that big a deal to me. Plus like he was so excited to get on the airplane. You know what I mean? That was like the he other was thing. Broke. The night before, he was distraught because he thought she was telling her all day that that night we were going on the airplane. That's true. And then the next, it was, so going, we up, had to like break up, it to up, him up. that, no, it wasn't tonight. Sorry, buddy. It's tomorrow, but we're not lying to you. It's, it's tomorrow. It's going to happen. And then tomorrow came and uh, daddy couldn't go. Uh, like I said, if I had to break it to him that he couldn't go either, I feel like it would have been way too many kicks in the nuts to the little guy. So I actually didn't think that was going to be a big deal. Plus, I was super excited. You know, you're going to be on stage giving a speech. You're his mom. I think that's something that he should see. I think that that's something that he should be real proud of. Uh, any chance you got to go give some go somewhere to give a speech, I think that your son should be in the audience so that, you know, like I said, he could be proud of his mom. So I think that it was important for him to be there. Well, I appreciate you letting, like, you feeling confident with us taking that on. Well, you had no road. Like I said, if you didn't have no road, I would have never let you leave the son with my son by yourself. Are you crazy? Mm, no, I, that sounds like 
my mom. No, I'm just saying, like, you it, let a stranger it would have been too much, man. You had too much. But his you own mean, mother can't you need, go. You need, no, you need a little backup, now man. You need, a stranger. A, you need a little backup, especially, you know, once you, mom has got a rule that once she gets in the airport, she's looking for the first place that serves alcohol. Well, if I go via Uber, I'll be drinking at home, too. You know, you get one started in the ride <laughs> get, over. Get, yeah, get one going, right? All right. So I just want to say one thing. The moment that we got to the curb of the airport, I realized I was in over my head. Strollers, bags, Shams insisted that I hold him. He was not going to be walking. The kid's almost two and a half years old. That's a trouble spot for you. Yeah. That is, because he, he he doesn't do that with me. With you, he really does insist that you carry him sometimes. Because, son, I mean, listen, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say things that I've said that maybe you should do, and you know, that, will, that will help with that. You know, now you got to deal with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you have to deal with that. So as soon as we got there, Narod and Shams and I, I was like, okay, I'm holding the baby, which means I can't push both of me in my suitcase and Shams' suitcase. So now there's narrowed, petite, and slender as a woman can be, and responsible for way too many <laughs> carry-on bags. And then we ditched the stroller. We realized the stroller's not even going to come. Now we're sweating, and it's hot now, and I'm stressed out. And by the way, you don't know this part. Once we got into the car, we realized... The flight's going to take off. Like, we wouldn't leave at that early time. Like, all that mishigas with you coming and you leaving and not staying and da-da-da. Like, we burned through all that leisure time. No, you came home from the dentist late for us to even leave. We were screwed. We had yeah, to I was in the chair for two and a half hours, bro. Like, they opened me up. I can't believe they so didn't put me out. I should be put out for that. Like, I shouldn't have been through, had a wake through that whole experience. It was fucking terrifying. Talking about Halloween, Fright Night, it was terrifying. Two and a half hours of terror and my wife yelling at me. I would probably say to people, especially things that I don't want to do, um, excuse me, ma'am? I would ma'am the dentist and I'd be like, and how long is this procedure? What's the duration? Because um, it's not going to work for me if I have a 1045 departure. Now, see, I, like I said, man, I don't want to know. Keep it to yourself. I don't want to know. I'm going to sit here and the fact that I'm here and I'm letting you go into my mouth, that's enough. I don't want to know anything else because if you tell, like if you told me, all right, it's going to be 20, two and a half hours. We're going to open all the old top part of your mouth. You got some stitches in there. You're not going to be able to eat anything for a couple of weeks. Uh, you can't blow your nose. You can't sneeze. Can't fly in a plane. Yeah, uh, how, you know what else you can't do? You can't work on me. I'm out. Later. I agree. There's no way I would have stayed. I'll give you that. Yeah. So like I said, it was just, it was a clusterfuck, but you stepped up. You had fun with your family, I assume. I assume that was all good. So clusterfuck indeed. We, we, we get on the plane and the problem with American Airlines at Burbank Airport is it's the very, very end. I'm wearing heels, by the way, today on this day. I mean. What do you know? I'm you wearing wear heels you know, in the pool. Because I was planning on going leisure with my husband and my baby toddler. Yeah, so you, you plan. Naro, your whole leisure just means that you planned on having me there as your donkey to carry all your shit. And then you could just sashay through the t town square, you know, with the drink in your hand and bullshit with Narod. I know what your plan was. I'm, I'm happy I got kicked in the face by that donkey. How's that sound? Let me tell you, there would have been nothing wrong with that. Nothing. My suitcase weighs less than your dental work. I'll tell you that. It was tiny little, light little, five roller, 360 wheels. We were good. Yeah. All we needed was our man. 
So we're running, running, sweating, drenched, coming down the weave, the heels, the baby, and everything. We're moving, 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 moving. Are we going to make it? Are we going to make it? Are we going to make it? My Pushing wife people out of the weed. way. My wife with a drenched weave. Pardon me. This is a scary sight. I know what it's talking about. It was awful. <laughs> okay. So we finally get it on the plane. We land. We're in Phoenix. Um, we did, though, want to find a bar, a little watering hole when we landed in Arizona. And guess what? There wasn't one. And guess what? Some guy felt sorry for us and decided that he would give us a ride. Oh, in that's one of usually those- good. That, that, that's what happens? Some stranger felt sorry for you and was looking to give you girls a ride. Okay. With the baby. With the baby. Oh, with the baby. Okay. So he it was one of those airport luggage oh, yeah. golf carts. The safe the ones that say safe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he drops us off. We're like, oh yeah, can you just like, Oh, you got in the car with this person. It's one of those airport carts. Oh, okay, okay. The ones that like when you're a VIP, like yeah. they'll they'll oh, do shit. you a favor. Okay. Like if Beyonce was gonna go through a terminal, they'd put her on the cart. And you and Beyonce are basically the same. I've traveled with you, so yeah. <laughs> I guess in Phoenix I was, that's for <laughs> you sure. You are the Beyonce of Phoenix. So <laughs> So, and also, by the way, the baby gets you many places. Oh, that's true, too. That's so, true, there's too. there's that. Be, the, the baby gets you places Beyonce can't. That's right. You know, absolutely. He's Beyonce quite the wishes. looker. Okay, beehive, don't come for me. We're kidding. And um, so he drops us off. We want to get a nibble, a, a, a cocktail, something to take off all the pressure. Because you know so they don't serve pressure. alcohol yeah. on, on yeah. In, in coach. Yeah, no, I know. They don't. I know, I know. So there was, like, suffice it to say, very long lines and no such luck. Wow. Uh, at this point, we are done, Zoe. Like, done a wrap. Like, please just put a fork in us. We're so well, done. You've had a long day at this point. You got up at, what, 6 in the morning? You had to go do Jeff Lewis. There you go. for all that shit. You there had to drive you go. home. You know, you had... I'm still up in my mouth there a little bit. Sorry to hear that. You had a, uh, you know, come, you had a, it's a lot. You had, you had a busy day at this point for sure. Quick jaunt from the hotel. Again, we got a really nice, things started looking up. jaunt quickly. Things started looking up when a really nice Uber came to pick us up. Okay. And there was no traffic. We went straight to the hotel. Guess what? What? Really nice hotel. Okay, good job. So should we just shout out Sheraton Phoenix downtown? Do you know what they actually did for me at 5 a.m. when the baby woke up and he wanted milk? There's no like mini bar in that room. So I called them and they said, we will open it up for you so that your baby can have milk. Wow. Again, he's a special kid. We don't open till six. He's like but the golden we'll, child. Someone will meet you down there right now and get you milk. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this Sheraton... Uh, Sheraton downtown Phoenix. So for a change, we actually had a nice hotel, but I'm sorry you weren't there to, um, experience it. Experience it. Don't worry. We'll be back to cockroaches and, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, can't remember. The the next traveling. Um, so Nard went to the bar and got (laughs) us a bottle of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. That was really nice that she like, cause like you do need to divide and conquer when you're traveling with the kid and you can't do, you know, divide and conquer. Mm -hmm. So, my cousin meets us at the hotel room. She has her beautiful children. And we then hop in her car and head back. We pick up my my uncle. Then we go back to her house. And the problem is the drive was really far, bro. What was it, like suburbs of Phoenix? Yeah. It was a solid half an hour to my uncle's and then like another solid. But no traffic, half. just distance. 
Correct. That's just not as bad. But we were like so tired. I bet you were. And then it wasn't just like this drive. It was just like, oh my God, we, we have to, to drive prepare. back too. Oh my God, this is so terrible. I hate it here so much. No, it was just like you need when you need a shower and your mouth hurts and you feel like you want to brush your teeth and scrub your face. That feeling that you have when you just feel parched and stressed and what about the way home and the fact that tomorrow we have a stand on on stage and speak to women and inspire people i think that might have more to do with it than anything else of course you know that's that's, it was the looming tomorrow yes and then how tomorrow go how was the expo oh that was great that was wildly awesome this is your second time speaking at this expo i went with you to the one in downtown and uh, I'm pretty sure there was maybe nine or ten testicles in the room. Maybe. Counting mine, too. Maybe. What do you think the, count, the testicle count was in uh, the expo in Arizona? Four. Four. And All right. Eight if you include the security outside of the entrance. Okay. Okay. So there were eight nuts. That's it. Correct. Eight balls on deck. Those uh, women's expos are tough for the men. All right. So... The expo had two keynote speakers that day, which was Cynthia Bailey and I. So Nard and I, we get to the expo. We meet Cynthia Bailey. She was on stage doing her thing. Have you met her previously or not? I have met her at Bravo events. Yeah. Okay. She waited for me to get done with mine just so that we can have a little powwow because there wasn't a lot of an overlap between me and her speaking. And she's just awesome. Like, you know, she's super busy doing all of these cool things that I um, also, you know, like the E! News, Daily Pop, Nightly Pop. Yeah, you guys orbit in the same universe. Exactly. It was amazing to see Cynthia. She's a light. She's really beautiful. She's really tall too, no? Yes, she's a model. She's tall. And when we took pictures, I was like, God, I'm really, really short. And like, we're standing really close together and I'm like in her boob and it's okay. So we took a picture. We talked for a while. It was really cool. We're going to see each other in LA because her man, the ESPN sportscaster, what's his name? His name is Mike. um, Oh, Mike Hill. Yes. Yeah, I do know him. It was amazing to see Cynthia. She was doing her thing on stage. Then I went up. I spoke to the women. It was incredible. It was Really nice to just tell your story and reinforce the things that are so important about why you get up in the morning, why you bust your butt to get to your new horizons in life. Did you ramble on? No. Oh my God. Not at all. I had my talking points. Narod and I went over them. All right. Good. My first talking point was describing why I was passionate about real estate and why I wanted to win over people's competence and confidence in me. This, did the Sandman come out? No. The Sandman is at the Apollo. When it was time for you to go on amateur night, the Sandman would come out. Not at so all. you got to go. All right, no, listen. Uh, and then my second talking when point. When you gave the speech the last time there, you were real good too. It's like amazing. It's like you get you go into the zone. But, you know, when you're around the house and you get into a conversation, you go into like 50 fucking places and you're like, well, what the fuck are you talking about? Hmm. Uh, so it's nice. It's well, nice I was, you it was a very well-delivered speech. Maybe you maybe needed a road around the house too. So after we wrapped it up, we went back for pizza. We wanted to pretty much order everything off the menu of the restaurant in the As hotel. As we have to do. That's something you and I have got. We got, oh my God, my mouth is watering. We got citrus hummus. You wouldn't have liked it. Oh, we got terrible. Cobb salad. Scratch that. I would not have got everything on, to, on this menu. 
Citrus hummus. Like, I don't know, crab cakes, Mm. taquitos. Mm. And then Shams decided that we were not going to enjoy one bite. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo cauliflower. You got to look at the table. That's when the I room, needed the balloon. Said, no, I'm not going to stand for this. That's when I knew I should have had a balloon in my pocket that I could have blow up a balloon. I didn't even have the iPad. I probably should have turned on some iPad, something to like calm him down during a major freak out. Uh-oh. And it was like unprovoked, you know? He was well, super happy arm, one second. They usually aren't provoked. They come out of nowhere. Terrible twos is not a game. It's not a game. It's not a joke. And it's a real thing. It's the reason why you've heard that expression. So without <laughs> words, without conversation, I pick up Shams and I go straight up to the room. I abandon Nard with all the food that just hit the table. <laughs> and there's just echoing mm. screams of this baby. And the, all the people in the lobby were like... Is she beating him? Oh my what God, is she doing with child. him? Yeah, that, what is she doing child, with him? I wonder how entitled yeah, that, that child poor, is. That poor child. What, that overindulged child? Yeah, Even though he doesn't yeah. get overindulged. He's just a normal no, toddler. It just, it, just, it just happens, man. Everybody just we didn't have an today. Everyone sits in judgment when you got a you kid. Know? At least you feel those eyes on you. you know? Oh yeah, those eyes were heavy. And I didn't even I didn't even look at Narod. I didn't even say like, or what are we gonna do? She just knew what she needed to do. Eat which all was, the food. No, eat everything. She actually boxed everything. Look at Narod and brought know. it because it had just there hit the table. Know. No, yeah, you're not worse than that. And it was one of those when like they bring all the food with no utensils and no like side plates and not like enough things, so we couldn't really get into it. No, anyway. just to kind of look at it before your kid freaks out. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not the first time he's freaked out the second the food hit the table. Long story that. short, man, we go, we come back home. We head back to the airport and then we head back to the love and arms of my husband. I think it's long story long. It you know what it is? Story. Short story long. Yeah. So um, all I have to say is Uh-oh. the terminal at the um, Phoenix International words. Airport Serves a really good cheeseburger. Okay. Um, I can't remember her name, but we had a really cool waitress that um, gave me some really good advice that I'm definitely going to use. She has four kids. Yeah, we we got back on the plane, and the poor little baby Shams he he fell asleep on the plane, and then as soon as he fell asleep, we landed. I tell you, when I picked you guys up. You look like you were done. Like you were I ready like, to leave the kid somewhere. Get over here. Come yeah. on. Grab the kid. And grab the kid. Grab the kid. Look alive. Why Why are you just standing there? You should be running toward me and grab the kid out of my hands. Because at that point, he was having a meltdown because he was no, right. he, he, he didn't want to wake up. He wanted to sleep for another he two looked hours. Like a, he looked like he had spent his day torturing me yeah just causing problems and he was tired he was tired of all the mischief that that he's been doing all day long like he looked at it but then you know he saw me and went right to sleep i don't know what you guys are complaining about can i ask you a question yeah when you saw me why didn't you run up to me why would i run up to you why would i run up to you so yeah how many times have you ever come run up to me okay so when you saw me what did you think all right, there she is, finally. I had a fucking circuit at the airport twice. The guy kicked me out. I got into an argument with him. Uh, thank God she's fucking here already. Sounds familiar. You know what that sounds like? What? The same welcoming attitude that you gave me 
on the birthday weekend celebration of the Lionel Richie concert. Like, the stress of your day is not well, my problem, no, sir. Listen, I, I, I will say this, and the votes are in. Nobody knew what they were doing. There's people voting there that just, you guys didn't present it correctly, dude, on social what? media. You didn't. Like, there's people voting that they think Wait. it's like, do you like me or Tommy? Are you talking about- It's like, about- oh, I like MJ. No shit. So you're a little bit jumping to like to let let us know what we're talking about. You're saying yeah. If you listen to last week's episode, we put it to a vote amongst the listeners on our social to say who you agreed with, my wife or uh, myself. And I'm, it, it was so painfully obvious that everybody should be agreeing with me. I spent a lot of money on tickets. I did everything I could to try and make the night nice. And uh, she acted like a lunatic and then walked out of a concert for no good reason. If you guys missed last week's episode, we put it to a vote to settle a, a year old or years old argument between my wife and I on who was actually right and wrong. We went to a concert uh, she acted like a lunatic because apparently I wasn't complimentary enough of her shoes and she stormed off. Um, Not my shoes, my whole, it was my uh, birthday. Whole my get up, whole, whatever. I wanted attention. Shoes with bows on I them. Which I deserved. Shoes with bows on them is all I remember you getting really mad about. All right, well. You called a girl Jessica during the concert. I didn't call a girl Jessica. I called a lifelong friend Jessica who's now probably, you're probably closer friends to her than I am. The point is. Yeah, the point is that we put it to a vote. And you guys were supposed to vote on social media, but I think people that didn't either listen to the episode or didn't know what the fuck they were looking at because you didn't present the question correctly have voted, and now you're tabulating like those... Just because someone says, always MJ, does not mean that they heard the podcast, know what the fucking story was about, or know, or, or like that's not a real vote. Bro, you're rambling on like pandering, pandering. It's not you a real vote. All we said was, whose side are you on? We said, I didn't like your attitude. You were really stressed no, out. No, you said, whose side are you on between Tommy and MJ? People are always going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm on MJ's. I'm stunned. I'm stunned to hear that. They actually said the reason why they're on my side is because you shouldn't have called somebody else, even if it was your dad. It didn't matter uh, that it was your best girlfriend. It was your Jenny. Also telling that story is a bad example because they were in love and they did have sex and you and Jessica didn't. So it was a bad example. You set yourself up wrong. No, yeah, well, if you were in court, Judge Judy would rule against you too. Well, no, that she's also she's also she loves a, me and a, I a love big her. Gen, a big MJ fan. So yeah, I wouldn't do well in Judge Judy's court either. I, what I need is an honest and fair court, and I'm not going to get it on social media apparently because I did see you know four or five people that actually listened to the episode. A couple of them were like, "Yo, man, I'm always on MJ's side," but I listened to what happened, and I got to say, I agree with Tommy. She sounded like a spoiled brat. All right, there you go. That's my type of person. That's someone that's objective, that's a fan of yours, that can take in information and still be rational in their opinion. Because the opinion's clearly that you acted like a nut. You know, I've tuned you out for the last like 30 seconds because just take it like a man. I take you, take what like a man? Take the loss on the chin. I'm not taking, no, there's no loss. That's, I definitely didn't. If we're basing it off the responses that we've gotten so far, I definitely did not lose. I got a new idea. Uh -oh. How about if the court of opinion is simply you and me? How about if the court of opinion is, I just want to please my wife? <laughs> no. 
No. No. So no. you'd rather please no. the masses than no. the one person that matters? Why would I just want to please you? How about I just want to please my husband? I, I do. It oh, was yeah, my birthday. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. It was my birthday. Oh, that's right. That's so, right. And what'd you get? What we do on my birthday? Oh, don't you dare start on that. Oh, no, we can't. Listen. That's we, such we, a scam you run. It's the truth. It's no. the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. Oh, you guys, he's scarred from his childhood. That's a whole other year worth of podcast episodes. And at, at least, I'll tell you what won't take a year is for you to say, you know, Talk about the gifts you've given me on my birthday. Listen. Last year, I th oh no, it was the year before, I believe. What, what was the name of the Stephen King book that you gave me that they had on Walmart and they had in Walmart on aisle six? What was the name of the book? We were moving. Do you remember that, the name of the we book? We were moving that year. Do you remember the name of the book? Yeah. What is it? He's an annoying asshole. <laughs> yeah. He's an annoying asshole. This is the only one of Stephen King's that didn't. Make his top the top sellers though wasn't. <laughs> May I say something? Was not, was not one of his something? favorite words. They're not gonna make a movie out of it. Yeah. When I come back from a weekend and I land at the airport, that's another time oh. where you should be focused on being awesome. Oh yeah. For your woman. Oh, that's right. That's if you right. see me a that's smile. Right. That's right. Uh, one After step I just forward, had dental surgery. You don't have to run. You can just actually she, I didn't even get extend a phone, your arm. I didn't even get a phone call during the course of said weekend to be like, yo, man, how you feeling? Are how you was the crazy? Surgery? We called you a bunch of times. Yeah, but never once was how are you feeling? Of course we never said once. how are you, baby? Never, never. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you know what? Sometimes oh, when your pain is greater than the other, oh. you cannot understand the other person's <laughs> pain as well. Obviously, like I thought I felt like... Like you were at home, you know, medicating yourself because you ran out of the, your pain pills. Nah, man, they don't give out the pain pills nowadays, bro. Back in the day, they were just handing them out, dude. You want a fucking pain pill? What's the matter? What's the matter? You got a you got a broken nail? Here you go. Three, take seven, take seven oxycontins. Call me in the morning. Now, fucking the guy who's like pulling teeth, bro. They give you Advil. I feel yeah, they dude. Do. They no, give you like six hundred milligrams. They give you the strong Advil, the strongest. Ooh, thanks. Extra strength. Ooh, thanks. All right, so next time I go out of town and I bust my butt, and so does our producer, Nara June, and my son comes with us. The next time I'm going to say, when I come home from the airport, will you please reach your arms out and give me a hug? Because we didn't even hug or kiss or touch. No, you came up yelling I literally was you like, came take up him. Yelling at me. Take him. Yeah, thanks. No problem. <laughs> No problem. But at least later on that night, we did. We embraced and we hugged and we kissed. It was so special. Look at me. Yeah. It was, I love you too. It's actually apropos that this is, this week we're talking about your total ambivalence about my feelings and in any regard to some of the nice things that I do for you. If we go back, you know, telling our story, this episode was supposed to be about when I surprised her in Belize and I missed the World Series when the Mets were in the World Series. We went a little long on the Expo and the last week with the, the concert. So before we get out of here, we're going to just we're gonna touch on it a little bit, uh, it's, but it's going to be the dumbed-down version, the cliff notes of what actually happened on that trip. Um, well, when she went to Belize uh, that year and I went down to surprise her, the Mets were in the World Series, and I'm only bringing it up today and only talking about because it it's October and it's going to be another October with Mets, you know, not being in the postseason. So it's another year that I'm not going. They're not going to win the World Series, and I went like I didn't even see any of the World Series the last time the Mets were in the World Series, 2015, because 
I want to surprise my wife. Like I should be getting, you know, head rubs and you know, that should oh, be like boy. that should be like a, a, a go-to for me to this day oh. of shit that I could get away with that I still have no like I get no credit for to this day. Thank you so much for coming and surprising me in Belize, which was one of the coolest things you ever did. You had to take three planes, a puddle jumper, and then you missed the whole World Series with the Mets. Yeah, I got to see one game on a delay that I already knew they lost. <laughs> you know how fucking depressing that is? I'm sorry that Steve Cohen let you down and all the other Well, Steve Cohen didn't breaths. let me down. Steve Cohen just recently bought the team. He didn't let me down. He didn't let me down. Well, was it the like best said, players I, that were injured and spoiled? No, I, no, we just... Uh, you got injuries. I, listen, I really feel like I lost that World Series and like I was responsible because I was so confident. You got to understand, I grew up in a neighborhood that was all Yankee fans and I grew up at a time when the Yankees won like four titles in five years. I didn't hear... It was insufferable. All I heard all the time was about them and I thought this was my time. All right, now we're now it's my time. And it was the first year. And it was like, all right, we're going to be back every year for the next few years. Don't even worry about it. I'm going to go surprise my wife or surprise my girlfriend, who I love, and let her know how much she means to me. And we'll be fine. You know, we're going to win it. We're going to win next year, too. And now sitting here hindsight, I know how happy that made you. But I got to tell you, I really regret going there i would have much rather of watched the world series what about that look in my face when you surprised me yeah that was priceless you might regret it but i'll never forget sitting there in my white hotel bathrobe and looking up over my granola and yogurt and seeing you with your backpack and your sexy white v-neck t-shirt and those sunglasses and walking, making a beeline for me. And I jumped up in the air and I wrapped my legs and arms around you like a koala bear. Yeah, but I don't, uh, uh, the moment was beautiful. It's captured in time. It was on television, you know, it's, but I don't think, like, I feel like you just don't have the attention span to think about the magnitude of what I did 20 minutes later. What do you mean 20 minutes later? I just feel like, you know, it was great in that time, but, you know, all right, now it's back to, you know, back to your regular... You oh, know. I see. You want love points and deposited in oh, the love 100, bank. Again, we haven't... We've sucked since... Uh, I'm just wanting to see one in my lifetime. Like, we won in 1986. I was, you know, seven. Going back, hindsight, I don't think that I got enough appreciation for the gesture that it was worth me missing the World Series. I can say this, that the next time, hopefully soon, that the Mets are in a World Series, if the, it was a duplicate, I'll be staying to watch the games. I won't be coming to surprise you on a trip. And so my best way of making up to you would be anytime we're in bed, I give you head rubs for the end of time. Pretty much, pretty and much. I mean, listen, you. you go to the well about almost dying, bringing our son into this world on a regular basis. It's never been said here. You Okay, so yeah, other than the podcast, she uses that as, as a tool the rest of the time, I promise. But You said you had such great confidence and you thought it was your fault, but in reality, it wasn't your fault. It was 
the injuries and no 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 that year was my fault it was my overconfidence i feel like uh the year they lost in the world series it was my fault i blame myself more than they should ever blame them. like those guys should walk around knowing it wasn't their fault that they didn't hit went great in scoring position and you know they couldn't get the last out and it was my fault i was way too overconfident i was smug and arrogant so i'll wear that black eye but Going forward, uh, it's not happening again. Like I said, uh, just get me back there. Please, please, just get me back there. That happened, you know, a few years back, 2015. We were doing everything we could to keep that private from you, too, so that you didn't know. You were you had been calling me. We were in a fight, and uh, you had been calling me, and you couldn't answer. Like, my phone wasn't was off because I was traveling, so you couldn't get a hold of me, so you're real nervous. We, we played off that surprise well. You really had no idea that I was coming there, and you're right. It was a lot to Every get Every time I called you, you would send me to voicemail, or it was just going to voicemail every time. Then I went to sleep that night, then I woke up, then it was no, no answer again. I didn't know you were on a plane going cross-country. Yeah. You had to go from L.A., switch planes in Texas, then again in Florida. Then from Florida, you had to take a puddle jumper to Belize. Yeah, it was. Uh, and the puddle jumpers, bro, you know, fuck. I don't know how, how Aaliyah got on that plane, dude. You know what I mean? Especially with, like, all those people and, like, they had a bunch of shit. I would have been terrified to get like they. I was watching a documentary and uh, she was she was terrified to get on the plane. I could barely get myself. And I'm not a scared guy. Like it just seemed like, wow, this is crazy. We're going to fly on this. All right. <laughs> OK. You know, it's like a car in the air. <laughs> but they do it all day. They do it all day long. All right. So, yeah, man, that was, you know, we'll always have that moment. I'm happy it made you happy. But hindsight, I would definitely, you know, I mean, we lost and I think that I'm the reason that we lost. So obviously I would want to stay to break that bad juju. But, you know, it is what it is. Going forward, just know the next time if you're in fucking, you know, Belize, Paris, Timbuktu, and the Mets are in the World Series, have fun. I'm not coming. I'm not going to, you're not going to see me come running through that door to surprise you. I love you. I love you. I love you too. If I could make the Mets win every year, I would do it. So in your response to the plea that... You were right, Tommy, and I was wrong. I'm just going to read some of the Instagram comments of people responding to the poll that we had. Whose side are you on? <clears throat> MMC861972 said, I get the stress, Tommy, but 100% with MJ on this. It was her birthday. And even if it you, wasn't a birthday, and even if you it wasn't your birthday, shh, it was just, this I is got just the tickets to for your birthday. Chin, Tom. Now, I'm not taking anything you on already, the chin. No backpedaling. No backpedaling. No, it, because it, you're, it every, wasn't your birthday. You can't move the goal. It post. wasn't your birthday. Here's the deal. You're saying people are voting outright without even listening. Okay, sounds like this person didn't listen. They just didn't get the right information. It she, wasn't your birthday. She clearly said, even if you explain and say, I'm going to call my friend on this Mercedes, you are right. Another comment. <clears throat> A long 55 says, Mercedes Javid, you are absolutely right. Four exclamation marks. I was yelling at Tommy while listening last night. Haha. <laughs> hey, Chris Town underscore Lionel Richie concert. Tommy was right. It's nice and succinct. MPG underscore Mama of Three commented Team MJ 100. Tommy would have had it, but when he made the call, it was over for him. <laughs> <laughs> 
GL Lucas asks, Tommy, you remind me so much of me and my husband. By the way, your husband and I met because of your meds. We're from Chicago and I was wearing a Mets shirt the night I met him and he was walking and he said, hey, what's with the Mets shirt? And that's how it all started. Let's go Mets. Making magic happen throughout the world. She just finished listening to yesterday's episode. I would be upset too, but would not have left. I'm not missing Lionel Richie, but I seriously cannot stop laughing. I agree. You two are great. So yeah, again, no, you I, didn't have to leave. Who said that? I agree with her. Tell her. Yeah, the same one that just that it said was about way me too and the rash husband on the street. to leave the concert. Yeah, no shit. Tallulah That's the whole 70 point. That's the whole point. Tallulah that's, that's the whole the whole fucking point. Is that why you left? So then you just admitted you were wrong. You pushed me away. Okay. Tallulah 72 said, love both of you, but the fact that Tommy was focused on time logistics and just getting there, then to take the time to make a phone call and share a Mariah song with his friend makes me jump on team MJ. Miss Martyred <laughs> underscore official team Tommy on this one. I heard the whole show. Again, mine are real succinct. Because they don't need to keep going into all these fucking tangents about the facts of the facts of the facts. And uh, Tommy, you're responding. You're like trolling all these people. I just saw this on Instagram. You're responding for each person and like going like, what's your bottom line? What's your answer? You got to vote. So what's your vote? Look at your troll. It's one person. Literally one person. Not trolling. One troll. One, one two, time. three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I, I only I didn't say the same thing to all those people. I said it to one person. And then you have Shady Yancey, Team Tommy. You were just acting spoiled. Sorry. <laughs> Joycott underscore wrote, I love Tommy, and I'm also someone who loathes to be running late for an event, but I have to be Team MJ on this. The call would have sent me over the edge, and I love that she ordered a pizza because that would have been me. So before we get out of here, didn't weren't there some- CC Depp wants you to make it up to me. Mm. Honey child. Uh, CC Depp, kiss my grits. How about uh, before we get out of here, why don't we go over the- You had a few of the questions that I feel bad when you guys were at the Women's Expo. And the road worked the crowd. I asked her because I, I asked to get some questions for the podcast. So why don't we go over at least a few of some of the questions that you had? The first one. Hi, Tommy and MJ. My name is Taylor. I'm a huge fan. I've been watching Shaw since day one. My question is for MJ. How do you balance your personal life and friends with having a family? I'm a new mom. I only spend time with the friends that I really like. And I learn to say no whenever necessary. Just be really, I like to be, I really like the seven habits of highly effective people. That book that was written about learning to say no, people will have more respect for you. If you say, sorry, I can't make it. And you'll respect yourself more too, because you start to realize that there are only 24 hours in a day when your goals help you prioritize your life you gain more self-respect, self-confidence, and then other people give you that too. All right, good answer. I mean, these are all questions from women at the Women's Expo. So for the most part, they're all directed at you. Um, next question is from Christine. My question is, where does your confidence come from? How can I be more confident? I work on my self-confidence. I wasn't born with it. I just realized that I had to face my fears. When I was in eighth grade, I tried out for the cheerleading squad. That was terrifying, 
but I did it. And that helped me gain confidence. I was involved in sports as a young age. That team building gave me confidence. Softball, right? You're a big softball player. No. <laughs> Stop. I tried out for the variety show. I sang on stage. I did things that terrified me. It was goofy, but I didn't care. That's maybe the best parenting advice that anybody could ever give anybody or give their child is just to face your fear because you're going to have fears growing up your whole life. And the more fears you could face head on, the more successful you could be. And your, your self-confidence is a testament to you facing your fears because you are one of the most confident people I ever met. You also have to focus on on the positive, anyone can look at themselves and find what's wrong with them, but focus and highlight and magnify the things that you love and just go with that. But there's a strong will within you because like you just said, your mother is going to find the fault in you. She It's been proven. So for you to be able to just kind of eat that up, chew it up, spit it out and worry about what's good. I think, you know, that's an amazing character trait. Is that something that you feel that you could work on or is that innate and it's just something that you have within you? Because if you could work on it, you should tell these people because it's something that if they could walk away with your confidence after, you know, it's something they should all have. 100% work on it. I still have to work on it. In my education, my seventh grade teacher, Mary Lee Tatum, taught us to work on ourselves on the inside and that being smart and well-read and educated and learn how to debate an argument and learn how to, you know, paint something. All of the classes in my junior high school. But you see that? Shout out, shout, shout out. What's her name again? What's Mary, it? Mary, what was her name? Mary Lee Tatum. Mary Lee Tatum. All the, all the people out there don't think teachers make a difference. Uh, not all of them, but there are ones out there. Like you just said, you had one that changed your life. Shout out to her. That's amazing. And, She's um, in heaven. yeah, you know, but there's definitely, she got friends and family. They don't have streets named after, I promise. And she don't have billions in the bank, but she did a great job on you. Oh, uh, yeah, she you, helped you out. Yeah. You, she taught me to work on my mind. Yeah. It's the most important tool. And Tommy, for you guys that can't see him, he teared up a little bit. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. I could see it. I didn't tear up a little bit. I'll tell you, man. You know what I'm saying? I didn't tear up a little bit. You could take those fucking posts down, too. We'll be fucking crying. You want me to? Yeah, please. I told you no landing posts, but you did two of them. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. The last question. Oh, this one I guess we both can answer. Hi, I love your podcast. Thanks. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, My husband and I listen every Monday. What other podcast do you, do you listen it to? Separately? My name is Ryan, by the way. I don't know, babe. What what other podcast do you like? This was a woman at the Women's Expo. I think she'd probably like your playlist better than mine. I think I like to listen to like Jay Shetty. He's pretty cool. I know you like to listen to Joe Rogan. Well, I watch Joe Rogan. I really don't listen to him. The only podcast that I listen to, uh, uh, the, the, the Your Mom's House podcast, Tom Segura and his wife, also very entertaining. They also happen to be huge fans of Shaz, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, they're huge fans. Uh, they talked about our wedding on their podcast, actually. Fun. And I also love- Not really. They made fun of it, but whatever. That's a, you know. And I love Jeff Lewis has issues. Yes. Okay. And Michelle Collins. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. We have some really exciting news. Our website is almost done and we will be rolling out some new merch. So we'd love it if you guys could head over to 
tillthedirtpodcast.com. You heard it. <laughs> That's right. Tillthedirtpodcast.com. Sign up and leave your email so that way we will be connected. Till next time. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. We're so happy you're coming on this journey with us. It would mean so much to us if you would rate our show, give us five stars, leave a nice comment, and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with all our new episodes. You could also follow us on all platforms at Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. See you next week.